What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase. Tonight, Jalen Ramsey continues to be the most vocal LA Ram. Plus, SoFi is about to be so full. And later, fan quesos. You got them. We answer them next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Beggs, and I'm laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool stuff to get into. Cody, we got we got your segment here. We're doing the top fives. We're also talking just a little bit about some OTAs. Uh, SoFi Stadium, about to be so full stadium with all the people that are going to be in there. And then we got a new Jalen Ramsey segment because dude just keeps saying things, and he gives he makes my job a little bit easier here. It gives me things to talk about, so we'll talk about them. And uh, yeah, we're gonna start off though with this uh, this top fives. This is something I've needed to do for a while now, but we'll hop into it first. Though uh, we we are in OTAs right now. All right, that is that is the thing that is happening right now. We are learning a few things about this team right now, and one of those teams or one of those things that we're learning about this team is the punt returner position. Looks like it actually get taken over by Tutu Atwell, the rookie, the Rams' first selection. In the 2021 NFL Draft. And, you know, he's a wide receiver rocking that number one five. And I was really fully anticipating this to be a Deshaun Jackson position. And I kind of felt like myself, I, I, I really felt like Deshaun Jackson was brought in here more for the return game than he was to be a participant on the offense. Based on what we know so far throughout the, the beginning of OTAs is that, I mean, hey, Matt... Matthew Stafford is out here saying that that uh, Deshaun Jackson still got the wheels, so so maybe that that is why he was brought in to be that that deep threat for for uh, Matt Stafford. I, I have a problem with saying Stafford, by the way. I started and now it's very hard to stop. I don't recommend it. But uh, Stafford has has said some good things uh, as not not just about the coaching staff, but uh, some of these players as well. It's, uh, the 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 press conferences. They're still virtual, so it's still a little bit weird to see, but I, I really like the, the things that are being said by some of our leadership, uh, some of the leadership on the LA Rams, which is, you know, Matt, Matt Stafford. He's, he's been saying some good stuff. And on the defensive side, Leonard Floyd. So, uh, you know, uh, that, that kick returner, punt returner position looks like it could be 2-2, but it's also May, guys, all right? So we're not going to lock in anybody on on their positions right now. Like we talked about offensive line last week a little bit and where these guys were lining up, you know, as like Evans at right guard, Corbett at center, Edwards at left guard. So we're seeing these things, but let's not pretend like on May 26th that these are, this just means they're locked in on that spot. I'm sure some shuffling is going to happen. And just because a photo comes out of them in a specific positioning does not mean that that's locked in for week one, Sunday night football against the Chicago Bears. That doesn't necessarily what uh, say say anything to us about exactly where everybody's going to line up, anything like that. We got to wait for preseason. That'll be the most telling, uh, in my opinion, as far as some of the depth goes. We did get some some switches with the cuts. Uh, we go we start at you know the the ninety, and then we go down to eighty five, and then eighty, and then to the fifty three. So that's kind of an interesting uh, situation there. But that'll give us a chance to to see some of these guys out on the field in preseason. I, of course, will be doing some good stuff for the, the Rams-Broncos preseason game. I will absolutely be there if you guys want to come hang out 
have a beer with good old Sheriff Joe Beggs, and let's uh, come on out to Colorado. It'll be August, so it'll even be bad, all right? I know most of you Raiders fans last time that the team was in town was 2018 in October, and it was a little chilly. So we won't have to deal with that this time, which is good news. But I did talk about the offensive line. That's one thing we're still watching for. We're still watching those position battles unfold in front of our eyes with guys like Corbett, Evans, Edwards. Noteboom is is in that conversation too. I'm not sure why he's not necessarily getting those starting reps. Yeah, I think he did a fine job at left guard last year. The Rams offensive line was a top three unit, according to Pro Football Focus, the company run by Chris Collinsworth or owned by Chris Collinsworth. I don't think he's in there like doing algorithms and stuff, but you never know, actually. And then the safety position, that's one that we're keeping an eye on as well. Of course, we got a very young squad at that at that unit. It's, you know, Jordan Fuller is, I've claimed it now, J- Sheriff Joe Bag's favorite current Ram and uh, number four. And we do have some other, other players there that I really like as well. Terrell Burgess, I think, is awesome. I, I like Nick Scott. Taylor Rapp, I really want to see some more out of, you know, last year he was, of course, hurt, but he didn't make a good jump, in my opinion, from year one to year two. In fact, I didn't see any jump. I thought he was the same player. So I'm hoping that maybe that was just a kind of a pandemic situation like some of these guys have have had to deal with. And it's a very difficult time to start your NFL career mid pandemic uh, to really know the, the normalcy and to be able to progress and really work on your craft, not having to worry about what's going on in the world and what the CDC is saying and stuff like that. So that'll be good news. Uh, but those four names right there, I expect to see all four of those guys on the field. We did see all four of those guys on the field last year. Burgess, of course, was dealing with a little bit of injury. Fuller, though, was awesome. And we could see kind of some flipping and flopping. You know, Fuller might take over that Johnson role and Burgess might take over the Fuller role from last year. We'll kind of see what happens. But this is another thing that I'm, I'm excited for preseason. Who will get... Who will not play in preseason? That's what we need to watch for there because this Rams team does not like to play their starters in, in the preseason. So so if, if any of these guys are not playing, then we can pretty much lock them in, uh, at least having a pretty decent spot. And then the nickel cornerback position as well. Of course, you know we talked about John Johnson leaving and the, and the shift that could happen there. But the cornerback position as well, Troy Hill is joining John Johnson out in Cleveland and is now a Brown. Kaderil Hodge also just signed there. Uh, former Ram as well. He signed there today, actually. And uh, Nickel is a spot that we're looking at also. So David Long Jr. is a guy that we've kind of, I've kind of penciled in to to the Nickel spot. But you know, don't count out guys guys like Rochelle, the the rookie coming in at corner. He's he's rocking at number thirty one. He'll be easy to uh, to catch out there on the field. Especially, I'm sure uh, every rookie will play some preseason. I, I don't think we have any guys that we're like we cannot let them play in preseason. We need them. You know, what I mean, like all these guys. I don't want to say expendable, but because <laughs> that's not the case. But all of these guys, we need to get them some reps, and that's a great time to do it. Not against your own guys. It's it's good to get them out against other guys. Uh, they can hit just a little bit harder, you know, it's a, you're, you're not as worried about, you know, the future. If you blast somebody, you're not worried about it ruining your team for that season. So another thing that I'm looking for here and that, that I've seen so far and I hope continues for the OTAs is the lack of news. That's not a bad thing. All right, guys. And especially with the personalities that we have on this team, guys like Jalen Ramsey, who are technically in the news, but for nothing bad, he's not like going out here beating people up or anything neither is Aaron Donald but that's the only example that came to my head uh but you know we're not we're not seeing a bunch of guys on this team that are just wrapped up in different stories or 
You know, uh, I know Jalen Ramsey didn't show up to OTAs, but that's not even that big of a story. Nobody's even really talking about that because why would we? We know he's going to be fine. You know, he, we know he's going to show up and he's going to be in shape. He's going to be ready to play and he's going to be ready to shut down your number one corner. If you're not a, a, a fan of the Rams, I'm looking at you, Green Bay, Green Bay. And so, uh, you know, we, we don't have that. And that's a, that's a good thing. But this is my this is my whole point with that. Is uh, it's a it's a very good thing because would you rather have our biggest news be these rookies don't know who the Backstreet Boys are, <laughs> or would you rather be dealing with a Julio Jones or Aaron Rodgers situation? I know for me, I'd rather see bo- guys like Bobby Brown come on the screen and say that they were born in two thousand and just age myself immediately. I feel like I got fourteen more gray hairs with the second he said Bobby Brown. 2000 is like oh man <laughs> like it happened we turned that corner it happened and we finally see players born this century and that's uh really messing with me guys it's really messing with me i'm only i'm only in my 20s for like like a month and a half not even oh it's ruining my life anyway uh that's a that's a good thing and you know it's I also I'm thankful for Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers because if if it weren't for for the for them May is typically a pretty boring time so we get to hear about Julio Jones and 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 Aaron Rodgers and, and the Aaron Rodgers not saying anything but actually saying a lot in my opinion he didn't come out and say like ah hey, no I really want out of here but he said I love my teammates I love my coaches I love Jordan Love you know who he left off that all the guys in the front office and then you got Julio Jones being called by Shannon Sharp that's a whole disaster of a situation that's unfolding. And by the way, Shannon Sharp jacked up, man. That's not cool. You don't do that to somebody. You do not do that to somebody. You don't call somebody and start asking them questions that you know are going to be bombs if he gives you a certain answer and then not tell him until the very end of that phone call that, oh yeah, by the way, we're live, man. I'll call you back later. What? <laughs> that is so messed up, man. It's I, I, I kind of compared that to, to Pat McAfee. McAfee will do that to people. But in a completely different way, in a completely, in my opinion, respectable way. It's still a little bit rude to call somebody and have them just be on air, no matter what the situation is. But at least McAfee, the second they answer, before they can say anything, he's like, hey, we're on air. We're live right now. We're live right now. You're on air. And if they don't want to say anything, they can just hang up. But Shannon did not. He was just like, hey, man, what's up? You want to go to it? You want to go to Dallas? You want to stay in Atlanta? And the way Julio Jones was talking, you could tell he had no idea that he was on air. You had, you could tell. So Shannon Sharp, jerk move. Don't appreciate that move as far as this industry goes. I thought that was a cheap shot, and I think uh, I, I I hope some punishments get handed out. That's I mean, you know, Shannon Sharp thinks he's he he wants to be Stephen A. So bad. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Uh, all right, let's uh, go ahead and talk about. We'll 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 do our top five here for Cody, and uh, I've decided that we're just going to name this. This segment, the top fives, cracking the Cody, and we don't have a graphic yet. We will get a graphic. That's what. That's my weekend project. One of my weekend projects. We'll be working on uh, some 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 of that stuff, and you know, doing some research for this one because this is I have I've had to like go around and I've kind of shifted this a little bit as well. But doing the research here, why have the Rams and Eagles been involved in so many quarterback trades? That's just weird to me. It's like every time I see like, a trade. It was like, oh, Rams sending a quarterback to the Eagles. You can just, you can have, you know, Roman Gabriel. You can have Norm Van Brocklin. You can have Sam Bradford. It's just pretty down the list. It was pretty cool. Anyway, 
let's go ahead and hop into our list, Cracking the Cody. And uh, these are the top five, in my opinion, the top five Rams trades in Rams history. So uh, feel free to disagree with me. That's kind of what the, the point is. And let's open up the conversation. If, if you think of a trade that's better than any of these ones, uh, let me know. If you think that my list is way off and I'm ridiculous, that's cool too. If you think my list is super perfect, that's the most appreciated uh, feedback actually. So, so make sure you drop that. We'll go ahead and start at number five. And we are going to do the 2016 trade. Rams send two ones, two twos, two threes to the Titans. The Rams receive number one overall pick. In 2016, a four and a six. The Rams, of course, draft the first the first L.A. Rams pick back in Los Angeles and the most recent first round pick for the Los Angeles Rams, quarterback Jared Goff, number one overall out of Cal. So without Jared Goff and the reason uh, let me explain here, because I know some people are already like, dude, Goff was not awesome. Like, how is this trade up there? Let me explain. So the Rams move up. To get Jared Goff, this is in the Jeff Fisher era. So Jeff Fisher is drafting Jared Goff. That's his quarterback of the future, and that's his guy that he he wants to go with. So of course we know Jeff Fisher ends up getting fired that season. You know, uh, Jared Goff went zero and seven starting that season, and it was just, he looked not good. It was not a fun time. Jeff Fisher gets fired, but. One of the reasons that Sean McVay wanted to come to the Rams was because we had a quarterback that he liked in Jared Goff. So the Rams get McVay having Jared Goff. Without Sean McVay coming to town, I mean, he kind of, he, you guys remember the Rams offense before Sean McVay? Not very exciting. Tavon Austin would randomly have a good game once every two years, but that was like really all we had. Like that was... That was the excitement, was hoping that somebody was just going to have an explosive day like Tavon Austin, and it just didn't work out that often. So Sean McVay comes in, and our offense is firing. We're doing things, and it's really fun to watch. And then, of course, the Rams get a lot better with McVay. McVay coming in, Rams offense gets better. Rams defense was already pretty decent, but offense comes in and is very good. Without the Rams being very good, does Aaron Donald stay? I don't know. I, I can't go back and answer this. I wish I could see the alternate timeline where the Rams select a different uh, different guy or maybe don't move up. Maybe they go with Wentz. I would love to see those alternate timelines. That's unfortunately not the reality that we live in. We are on this plane, and Jared Goff was a Ram. So does Aaron Donald, though, if, if we go another 4-12 and season you know, in 2017 instead of going to the playoffs, does... does does Aaron Donald maybe want to go somewhere else and maybe win some football games elsewhere? You know, I'm, I'm not really sure. So if if Aaron Donald also depoy that year, Defensive Player of the Year in 2018, the year that he signed his extension, if that doesn't happen, then do the Rams make it to the Super Bowl? He was a Defensive Player of the Year. We were amazing that year. A, a lot of things were amazing that year, but Aaron Donald was a big part of that. So does all, any of that happen? To recap... Without Goff, do the Rams get McVay? Without McVay, are the Rams even very good? If the Rams aren't very good, do the, does Aaron Donald resign? If Aaron Donald doesn't resign, are the Rams even in the Super Bowl? If the Rams aren't in the Super Bowl, is Sheriff Joe Bags even happy? No, is the answer to that. So that's why I'm putting this one at number five. Next up, we're going to number four, 1973. Two first-round picks and a wide receiver, Harold Jackson for Roman Gabriel. This was sending Gabriel to the Philadelphia Eagles in return to ones and wide receiver Harold Jackson. Gabriel was 33 at the time, and the Rams were able to pull off 
uh, getting wide receiver Harold Jackson, who the Rams did originally draft. And then one of those draft picks ended up becoming uh, De- uh, Dennis Hara. So, of course, some of you older fans might know that uh, Hara on the offensive line was a big blocker in some of the best of the dopest of Eric Dickerson seasons. So I think the Rams uh, took out that one too. And Roman Gabriel, when, he was 33 when we sent him out to, to Philly. And I think he had, it was like one good year and then kind of just fell off. Next one here, number three is going to be from 1986. The Rams send defensive lineman William Fuller and guard Kent Hill with two ones and a five to receive quarterback Jim Everett. We talked about Everett last week a little bit, the best number 11 in Rams history. So the the reason that this is such a big signing, though, for the Rams and why I think it's such a like a, a positive, because, of course, the Rams did give up a lot. I mean, you kind of mortgage your future, as some people say. Uh, but you you know you send off Fuller, you send off Hill, you got two ones and a five, but in return you get Jim Everett, who ended up being a, a top Rams quarterback. The Rams quarterback, it, it's hard to rank them. There's a lot of very good ones, uh, a lot of you know like Hall of Fame level talent guys that were just amazing. But uh, you know Everett comes over and he was he was pretty apprehensive to sign with Houston because. Warren Moon and Moon ended up playing. I think it was like nine more years for the for the uh, for the Oilers. I always want to say Texas uh, for the Oilers. He he played there for quite a while after this. So you know Everett was kind of he's like ah, I've, like he he even said that like he felt like it was kind of he was being picked for the future and his contract reflected that. So he didn't really want to sign there. And then the Rams needed a quarterback. So you you make that move happen, and I think it worked out. I would say that worked out. Number two, we go to 1974. The Rams send quarterback John Hadel to the Packers. Rams receive two ones, two twos, and a three from the Green Bay Packers for quarterback John Hadel in 1974. The Rams had just, just a week before, benched Hadel. And the Packers were like, that guy, we want to get him, get him over here. We need him. And... I have no complaints about that because the Rams got pretty much a, a pretty solid haul for them. Uh, the Packers were in the in conversations for Archie Manning with the Saints, but that fell through. So then they wanted they they wanted Hadel. So Hadel played less than two full seasons for the Green Bay Packers before he was traded to Houston for a different quarterback. So he didn't even really pan out there. They gave up those two ones, two twos, and a three, and it didn't even work out. And one of those picks for your L.A. Rams turned into Nolan Cromwell. So. Uh, Nolan is part of the, the Ramit song, and that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> that was my ringtone for a really long time. Now it just rings like boring, but yeah, good stuff there. And my number one trade. I'm sure you guys have, have you know, done the math by now, and you guys have figured it out right now that the Rams trading for running back Marshall Falk from the Indianapolis Colts. The Rams sent just a two and a five for Marshall, Marshall, Marshall Falk, and ended up becoming, or what, he's Joe's favorite player over here, all time, the current, Jordan Fuller, all time, Marshall Falk, love that dude, he was just so much fun to watch, and getting him for a two and a five, I think was absolutely just, that was just perfect, and, you know, Marshall kind of credits himself leaving for what Peyton Manning turned into, and, I mean, his reasoning def- definitely makes sense, it, it, it holds water that, that if if he stayed there, it was him and Peyton. But if he leaving, it was now Peyton's team, and he was able to grow into who we know today, who is you know a hilarious dude. He 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 did the the schedule release for the for the Broncos this year. That was pretty cool, entertaining. The dude's funny, uh, and you know Marshall kind of credits himself just a little bit on uh, on what Peyton Manning's career ended up turning into, which is easily one of the best 
of all time. He's, I mean, he's a Peyton Manning is, is on the Mount Rushmore of the NFL. You know what I mean? Like that's how good this guy is. But Falk, of course, he's the Mount Rushmore of the Rams for sure. And that's good stuff right there. So, uh, I put on here, Marshall Falk is arguably the best running back in Rams history. Arguably. Okay. Because that can be argued. I know it can be argued. There's a, there's, there's a few names that you can, you can throw into to argue that point. Uh, Dickerson, Jackson. I mean, there, there's names that exist of, of guys that you could say, well, eh, no, Dickerson's better. And I mean, yeah, you have, you definitely have an argument there. And I would say, I would say probably Dickerson's probably the best running back in Rams history, but Marshall Fuck is right there. He's right there. And I mean, the, even just the Rams, like running back Mount Rushmore would be kind of crazy, huh? A lot of very talented running backs in this team's history. The Dolphins did offer a number one uh, pick for our, uh, the first round pick for for Marshall Falk, but uh, that was Jimmy Johnson for the for the Miami Dolphins. But it turned out the Indianapolis Colts were not interested in sending Falk in division at the time. At this time, this was pre Texans, so the Colts and Dolphins were in the same division. So there you have it, my top five Rams trades in, in team history. Feel free to disagree, feel free, feel free to agree, and drop yours uh, below. If, if you think that I, I totally whiffed on one, maybe there's one I completely missed and I didn't mention at all, let me know, and um, yeah, we'll have that conversation in the comment section below. All right, real fast, uh, we'll get in. We'll we'll talk about this one, then we'll get into our break, and then we got a new Jalen Ramsey segment that we will introduce this time. Don't have graphics for that one as well. Again, that's a weekend project, but uh, we'll start with uh, SoFi Stadium opening up for full capacity, and that's going to be awesome. All right, I, th- I mean, we kind of expected this news. You know, if Roger Goodell is coming out, he came out was it before the draft and was like, I feel pretty good that we're going to have full stadiums this season. You know, a guy like Roger Goodell, you got to think he's pretty tuned into things. All right. He's pretty tuned into the universe right now. He's got to be. And when you're running a company that's this powerful and, and brings in this much money, you're probably pretty tuned into things that are going on in the world, the economy and stuff like that. So I don't think that Goodell would have said those comments if he didn't really believe that stadiums are going to be able to open for full capacity, at least most NFL stadiums. But SoFi is one of those. Did announce... Uh, just earlier this week that we will see uh, SoFi at full capacity. It's it's really cool to see. I mean, we're in May right now, and I just went to a baseball game. We got, like, the super lowest baseball league ever, <laughs> the Rocky Mountain vibes out here. And uh, we went to that one, but they opened for full capacity. Masks were not required, anything like that. So I, I feel pretty good that the NFL will be able to pull it off as well. Uh, but we're just we're still just kind of... Uh, especially here in Colorado, we're still just making the steps. I mean, I think we're we're just we're just as far along as everybody else. I think we're just we're a little our governor's a little more apprehensive than than others. That's not a political statement. He just is. He just uh, he he doesn't like to be the at the forefront of of the decisions. He's kind of a follower in that regard. So uh, so the only two teams right now in the NFL that have not officially said that they are opening at full capacity is the Denver Broncos here in Colorado and the Indianapolis Colts. Not in Colorado, but Denver and Indy being those only two teams being from Colorado, though, I can tell you guys, I feel pretty good that that announcement's coming soon. I feel 100% confident that will happen before the preseason. I don't think that the Broncos hosting the Rams. I don't think we'll see any limitations at that game in week three. I believe it's August 28th is when that was set for. It's uh, like a 630 local time game. So that'll be fun stuff. Uh, But yeah, I expect that to, to happen soon. 
Also uh, at SoFi Stadium, the Rams will be holding an open practice on June 10th at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, not o'clock. And uh, this event is free. You do need to go claim your tickets on uh, the Rams website beforehand, or you have to like book your tickets beforehand. I want to say it's therams.com slash ROP is where you go for that. I just saw it in passing today. I didn't click on it or anything because I will not be there. But if you guys want to check that out, make sure you guys check out therams.com. Check out their official site. They'll have more information than I could give you because they're the ones running that bad boy. So uh, let's go ahead and hop into our break. And on the other side, we got this new Jalen Ramsey segment. We will get into our fan quesos as well. And welcome back in. We'll get to the the Shaw's custom sponsored segment, the fan quesos here in just a bit. We don't have a lot today. I honestly, I was working and... Time got kind of slipped away from me a little bit, and I requested them a little late. You guys can always drop them, though, in the comment section below, or you can tweet me, you can send them in a messenger on Twitter, you can message me, you can message the Facebook pages, the Instagram pages, whatever. Just get them to me, I'll find them, and I'll answer them. That's how this works. So uh, we'll get to those uh, right after this new segment. This is Jalen Ramsey, because Jalen Ramsey's out here saying stuff. He's been doing that lately. He's been known to say things from time to time. And Jalen Ramsey is coming out saying all kinds of stuff right now. It's been really fun. But uh, this is my new segment because Jalen Ramsey keeps saying stuff. So it's time for Jalen Ramsey. Say it to my face. (laughs) And I'm pretty proud of that title. I'll be real with you guys. Super proud of it. And Jalen Ramsey. Say it to my face. And this is just some comments he's making. All right. So uh, we know from last week. You know, I did a whole segment on it, uh, Jalen Ramsey hurting the Bears fans' feelings. Some Bears fans came in and were like, hey, he wasn't really hurting our feelings. He, he just made us sad. Okay, <laughs> That's not what they said, but I had a fun time with that one last week. If you guys haven't checked out that uh, Jalen Ramsey segment, make sure you guys head over to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel and check it out there. I also posted it on Facebook, on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. Just search Ram Showcase wherever you're at, and uh, I'm sure it'll pop up something. You'll find something. That'll be cool. But either way, Jalen Ramsey, he's out here saying, I can't wait to make a lot of fan bases mad again this year after I lock up their favorite wide receiver. This seems to be a trend. This is this is a trend, and this happens. This, is, this keeps happening. Jalen Ramsey gets trash talk too, and then returns said trash talk, and then he shuts down those wide receivers. And... You know, I had somebody comment. It was like, it was like, oh, he's he does that every year, and then he gets burned. When? Show me, show me where he got burned last year, because I don't see it. It doesn't exist. And this year, I feel like we're gonna be pretty, pretty much in the same boat. Because D. Will Darius Williams on the other side is back as well, and D. Will on I, I don't. I would have to like look at every roster like that. There's a good chunk of teams that D. Will would be the number one corner. He's not here because we have Jalen Ramsey. It's like it happens yearly. They act like they forget. And then I do it again. I love this cycle. Jalen Ramsey's words. So it's, you know, it does happen. And it's it's really interesting. DK got shut down last year. Uh, Devontae Adams in the playoffs. I don't know why Ramsey wasn't on Adams as much as he should have been <laughs> in the playoffs last year. But, you know. I don't make these calls. I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't participate. I can't, I can't like call up Raheem Morris and be like, Hey man, try Ramsey over here. They don't want to listen to me. 
Uh, Jalen Ramsey also is tweeting about getting Julio Jones to the Rams. Who's going to win the Julio Jones sweepstakes? We have no idea yet. And either way, though, I think that's a big impact. Wherever he goes, the rest of that division, oh, man. Like, if, if he went to, like, the Niners or the Cardinals, it's like, oh, gosh. Like, now we got to defend him. And I don't, I don't want to see that happen, but... Oh, man. I, who knows where he goes, though? I mean, it might be Tennessee. It might be New England. It might be San Francisco. It might be Arizona. It might be uh, it might be the Chargers. There's there's so many. T- it's not Dallas, apparently. We know that much, at least. Because he's like, no, nah, I want to win, man. I don't want to go to Dallas. I want to win. So come to L.A., come to the Rams, and let's do this, Julio. We got this, man. We got this. Uh, but normally, I would blow off this news entirely, the like a tweet of Jalen Ramsey trying to get a guy to come to the team. I, normally, I would just blow that off, blow that right off. Just like, eh, okay. But being a Rams fan during this McVay and Sneed era, if it's taught me anything, it's that this team is extremely unpredictable. And I have no idea what they're going to do. I don't know what this team wants to do. I was sitting here saying, I don't see Ndamukong Sue becoming a Ram. Boom, he was a Ram. I don't see the Rams signing or getting a keep to leave. Boom, a keep to leave. I posted a whole video of why I didn't think the Rams were going to go for Deshaun Jackson. Guess who's a Ram? Yeah, Deshaun Jackson. So I'm not going to say there's no way Julio Jones is coming to the Rams. Or maybe that's exactly what I should say. Maybe that's the trick. Maybe, Maybe I hold the key here. There's no way Julio Jones is coming to the Rams. I know that much. Do your thing, universe. <laughs> your move, universe. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how the Rams would pay Julio Jones, but also one thing I've learned during this Sneed McVay era is that the salary cap is just this myth- mythical thing that you can just always work around. And if if you just pull the right strings, push the right buttons, you can you can have anybody, <laughs> and everybody can get their money at some point. I don't know exactly when these guys are getting paid, but they, I mean, they'll get their money. And uh, Shannon Sharp again, man, rude. I have it in my notes here twice, on purpose. He didn't tell him he was on air till the very end. Gosh, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. Let's hop into our fan quesos. That is what. <laughs> That is Jalen Rams. Say it to my face. All right. Gary is going to ask me a question that's going to make me do some research here because I need the full list in front of me. So as I kill time here, we will introduce the segment. And basically what we got going on uh, for, for this segment is the fan quesos. It's pretty standard stuff. You guys know how it works. And... Uh, basically, you just you just drop your question. I am terrible multitasker. Apparently, I cannot do that. Apparently, I cannot type <laughs> to find these names if uh, if I'm also trying to talk to you guys. So we're just gonna do that a little bit. So uh, let's see. So Gary's question is: uh, Which UDFA do you think has the best chance of making an impact? Solid question. That's a strong start because you know the the UDFAs are always that's it's always a a part of the team where, you know, nobody really thinks that they're going to do a whole lot. And then there's always a couple of guys that, that just kind of light it up and do really, really well. Uh, We've seen, obviously we've seen plenty of, of UDFAs uh, make some impacts, but the Rams are not on this page. So let me get, uh, let me get the full list here. Cause I've got names in in my head right now. Like I would love for a Sylvanic to be one of those guys, but I, 
Yeah, I want to see. I want to see the full list here. I don't, this is going very slow. This website is. Uh, let's see. That was not the right one to go to. Too many pop-ups making me go slow over here. All right. So I mean, yeah, Landon Acres, Alaric Jackson. That one makes a lot of sense. That one could be. Uh, Paris Ford. That was a name that I was thinking of earlier when I read that question. Troy Warner as well. You know what, man? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ford because I do think I really do think that Rap is a potential cut. I I really think that that's real. He didn't make that leap from year one to year two. You know, I just haven't seen him. I I haven't seen anything that makes me be like we need to keep him around. Like there's just nothing. That, like I don't think he's a bad player or anything. I I think he's a strong depth guy. But there's nothing about uh about Taylor Rapp that's like no we need to, we need to hang on to this kid if we let him go he's gonna tear it up somewhere else like I, I I just don't I don't know man so Paris Ford is one that I that I think is is real Alaric Jackson as well and I'm gonna say I mean I want George Sylvanic to do dope just a local boy for me and I would I would always love to see that so I you you did tell me that you have your your guys you have two guys here so I am very curious so please like let's uh, let's have that conversation Gary you're uh Gary's Gary's one of the one of the guys, you know what I mean? He 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 follows and and, and catches things and and stuff. So, yeah, man, let me know let me know who who you guys are cuz those right now, Alaric Jackson, who, who I think could be an offensive line depth guy, Paris Ford because one of the reasons is because of the the Taylor Rapness. I just don't necessarily think that he's he's here for the long haul. And then I would love to see George Sylvanic do some stuff. Just a couple more actually and you guys are going to hate my my answer to two of these. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it. Let's see. This one comes from my dad. And uh, the question is, now that the 2021 seller cap is out, uh, about $208 million, Um, Yeah, the 2022 salaries, uh, it, that, that's where the ceiling is set. It's actually not there yet. That's where they, it was a 208.8, I believe, is what they put the ceiling at for the salary cap for next season. We're at like 180. 186 something we're like right in that ballpark this this year uh but the ceiling it looks like it'll be about 208 next year so it's not set it'll officially be set in february but with these tv deals coming in i i fully expect that to be uh closer to that than not uh, how will that affect decisions of the franchise moving forward knowing that the following year it will jump again approximately 14 percent to about 218 million uh the biggest jump in history i have not seen that number so I can't really comment on the 14% number because uh, I, I just haven't seen it. So I, I, I'm not calling you a liar, <laughs> but I have not seen it. I did see the, the 208.8 for the, for the ceiling for the 2022 season, which is a decent jump from this year. Decent jump. How will that affect the franchise and the decisions moving forward? I think that this will allow the the team, especially a team like the Rams, who are in a little bit of a cap situation where we're trying to keep pushing things back, but eventually you got to pay that. All right, the the money doesn't just go away. You just if you keep pushing it back, you still have to pay it eventually, and it still will count against your cap at some point. It's just when that when it's against your cap, when it's paid out, all that stuff. I mean, Les Snead knows all about that. Obviously, he's he's doing that a lot lately, but. Uh, what what I think it does for the the Rams specifically is, is it allows you to sign somebody and say okay we're gonna we're gonna give you a twenty million dollar deal 
This year, though, it's only going to be five. Next year, we'll do the 15 because we're going to get the boost in salary cap. So you'll get more that year. It'll kind of even out. Or you could even do it percentage wise where you could say you can like do the math on it where I'm not going to do it right now. But if you could do the math on it where it's like, okay, we'll pay you this. And then to keep it in line with the salary cap, like this is your deal, but it's going to increase by the 14 percent that following season. But I also I'm a big fan of incentive laden contracts. And, And that's something that the Rams have been doing where, you know, you get bonuses for hitting certain milestones. They like to help their guys hit those milestones. If somebody's close to something, they'll let them have it, or they'll, or they'll even just pay for it. If somebody was close, they'll they'll do that kind of thing. Like Jalen Ramsey's got a bunch of incentives in his contract, so I know he's got that big deal. But he's got like uh, the Breland and Braylon uh, boosters in his contract. Those are his daughter's names, so he's got like those boosters in there, uh, and that's that's pretty standard. But that that's what I expect or. Uh, like believe that this team would be doing uh, anticipating that cap to increase over the next few years. It's just kind of utilizing that and saying like, okay, we'll give you this deal. Your, your deal is three million or three years, 30 million, but this year you're only going to make three, <laughs> you know, like, and just let that kind of ride out. So for this, this team specifically and the, this LA Rams team specifically in the cap situation that we are in, I think this is super beneficial. Of course, adding to the cap number is always going to be beneficial. And we know that Mr. Stan Kroenke, Enos is not, uh, he's not going to, he's not going to be able to not afford it. You know what I mean? Dude's absolutely loaded. He's got his own money of, you know, like nuggets and Avs and Arsenal and the Rams and stuff like that. And then his wife's got the Walmart money. So they're going to be fine. Um, I don't know how that necessarily tied in. I lost my train of thought, but yeah, I think it's going to work out nice. And uh, the, the increase of the salary cap is definitely not going to be a bad thing. But as far as the 2022 salary cap, you know, it, it looks like it will be there. They put the ceiling at 208.8. I would anticipate that being a lot closer to about the 203, 204 mark myself, if I had to guess. But these TV deals that the, the, the Rams, that the, the league just signed, I mean, that, that tells us that the, the increases are going to keep happening. The, the amount of money that the NFL is bringing in from these TV deals, insane. And maybe that's why they're not going to do their own streaming service, uh, like the NFL streaming service. Maybe they realize that, that, that these other companies will pay them more than they would be able to pull from subscriptions or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know. The next one here comes from Paul. Which fantasy players on the Rams are worth investing in? Uh, Stafford. Just get Stafford, man. Uh, you'll be pretty good because I hate fantasy football with my whole heart. I don't get it. I've played it my whole life. I, I like it. I've played it for years. I don't care. I, I it's I have a very difficult time giving a crap about my fantasy football team name uh, or my team at all. Turn your head and Goff was one of them for a little while. Um, Fugov. Goff, <laughs> that was mine last year. I don't think I'm playing this year. I, I think I've already sent that message actually to my friends. I, I, I just don't care. And if you, like, I feel like I'm just I'm using up a spot for somebody who's actually going to like pay attention because I'm not. I most weeks I don't even check or like so it'll be like five minutes before kickoff and it's like oh yeah I guess I guess I better check that. Oh players locked, whatever. Let's go Rams. You know I just get into the game. So I don't know man. Uh, but I would say uh, for this question. So I don't completely blow you off here, Paul, is going to be Mr. Matthew Stafford. And I think that that's because he's got so many weapons, man. I mean, you got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, 
Tyler Higby, Cam Akers. You know, he's got more weapons on the field than he's ever had in his entire playing career. So I think that that's going to be beneficial. I would say that he's probably going to put up some decent numbers as far as that goes. I would steer a little bit clear of really any of the Rams wide receivers. I know that, you know, people love to go to the, the Woods and Cup route. But as far as fantasy football team goes, I don't, I, I, are there enough footballs? All right. You know, Matt Stafford's only got one cannon attached to his shoulder, not multiple. So he can only shoot one of those things. One of those guys per play. Is it going to be enough footballs to go around? I'm not sure. Also, Matt Gay. Pick Matt Gay, Paul. You won't be disappointed. Next one here from Paul. Best Rams-related fantasy football team names. Hate this question with my whole heart, Paul, because I'm not playing this year. (laughs) And so what I'm going to need from you guys here, my, my deputies, if you will, I'm going to need you guys to drop some because I have... None. I know that there are some some things that we can play with. I don't know if maybe some Lions fans have had some some luck with using Stafford in a in a pun. Uh, we got we got some stuff to do with Acres probably. Uh, Woods gives us some stuff. Cup gives us some stuff. Tutu now gives us some stuff. Ramsey gives us some stuff. Donald gives us some stuff. Uh, Leonard Floyd probably gives us something. Uh, let's see. Fuller. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, Fuller, I mean, Fuller, Cup, Woods, I mean, there's like things you could do to like stack them. Like back in the day, I don't know why this is the example that pops into my head, but back in the day when the Chargers had, you know, it was like Malcolm Floyd, <laughs> Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates, and it was like open the Floyd Gates, the river and let the rivers flow or whatever. Like, I feel like maybe you could stack them up, you know, Cup, Woods, Acres, you know. But I need you guys' help. Drop them uh, so that so that other people can steal them. Because that's what happens you know, to fantasy football team names. One person thinks they're clever, and then other people try to lie to their friends and tell them that they're clever. They're not. They're not. <laughs> that is going to do it for our fan quesos in this episode of Ram Showcase. Thank you guys for your fan quesos. As always, I do super appreciate it. Let me just Let me just do a quick check, make sure that I am not blowing anybody off. That is not what I'm here for. All right, so yeah, well, we, I, my my comment back to Paul was fantasy questions already. It's May, like <laughs> he said, it's never too early for fantasy questions. It's always too early for fantasy questions. Actually, that that does uh, lead me. I I, I don't know how uh, how this is necessarily going to work out yet. We have not even begun real conversations as far as logistics or possibilities or anything. So, uh, but it is very 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 possible that I actually bring somebody in this season for a fantasy football segment because I just don't get into it. Um, I also don't really, I don't know. I There's there's people who have the brain for fantasy football. I do not. I do not have that fantasy football brain. It's kind of like the draft brain where, you know, people get like draft is coming up and all of those picks are super important. Every single player that gets picked is an impact player when we all know that that's not the truth. And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't get into the hype of it. I guess is what you can say is the draft hype. I don't get into the draft hype. I know that not every player at the Rams picked is going to be worth anything. Uh, and not, not all of them are going to play. Not all of them are going to be awesome. We will be lucky to get you know three or four guys that contribute. Every team is, but you know, draft day, all those guys are huge impacts. And I feel the same way about fantasy football. It's like you know, it's just I don't know. I feel like it's a time waster, which is fine. I'm all about wasting time, 
But uh, fantasy football is just not something I, I just have a hard time getting into. It. I just don't care. I, I, I care more about how the Rams do as a whole, not who's scoring. I don't care who scores just as long as they're wearing horns on their helmets, man. Like, I, I don't care if it's if it's Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson running the football in. I just care that there was a touchdown for the Rams. I, I don't see what's so wrong with that. Actually, there was a quick story here because I am like pretty like under my time here. But there was one one Ram <laughs> one Rams fan one time showed up to to the bar that I go to to watch football. And this was when I didn't have a squad. It was just me going. And he showed up, and the Rams were playing the Cardinals. I don't remember what year it was, but the Rams were playing the Cardinals. And he comes up and he says. He's like, man, I, I hope that the Rams win. And I was already like, <laughs> like, dude, you're wearing a jersey. I like, you hope the like, that's I expected that. Like, you didn't need to preface that. But he's like, I hope the Rams win. But I hope Larry Fitzgerald scores a few times because he's on my fantasy team. And I like immediately was like, I don't want to hang out with this guy. <laughs> like, immediately, I was like, I don't care, man, about your fantasy football team. Like, I. I hope Larry Fitzgerald does a terrible job. I hope the Cardinals do a terrible job, and I hope the Rams win this game. And I hope, like, I would, I'd like to shut them out. I don't want to hope that this guy does well because he's, he's gonna make you be able to, to text your friend Jeff and be like, "Ha, gotcha." I don't care at all about that. It's, <laughs> it's fantasy football. I don't know, guys. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm the jerk. I don't know. Probably. That tends. To, that's that's that seems to be a trend lately. <laughs> all right. Fantasy football team names, drop them below. Uh, if you guys are going to be at SoFi, make sure you guys take all of the photos. I am still looking at that December game. I hope to meet you guys out there. If you guys want to come out to Denver in August to see our boys play those Broncos in preseason, I don't care about score in that game. Uh, Rams could lose that one 100-0. doesn't bother me at all. It's preseason. Those games don't count. And uh, do you, does anybody remember our preseason record from two years ago? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, those games don't matter. We just need to check out those position battles, which is what we will be watching and talking about in those weeks. Um, but yeah, that is uh, going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all of your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Um, yeah, make sure you guys check out Shaw's Customs. Links wherever you guys are listening. I did that commercial. It's pretty sick. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Banks. This is Ben Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.